0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came and here home. he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry there. Springer. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Oh man, this is great. I'm 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 all excited today. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, well, well, I'm speaking into a new microphone.
0: Not a not a cell phone.
1: No, no. This is the first time we've ever done it with me. Not on a. I've got a uh, like on a. Well, most people can't like, see it, but I'm holding it up. It's a. Uh, it's on a tripod,
0: <laughs> and, like a oh, real yeah. studio, like it's, somebody who's done this his entire life.
1: It's got wires in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's,
0: Congratulations, yeah. Jer! Congratulations! It, uh,
2: hello, hello out there. Can you hear me? Testing one, two. <laughs> hey, well, let's give get a backdrop on. And by the way, we're going to hear in a few minutes from Tim Easton. And uh, how you doing, Tim? Everybody hey, Tim, hello. welcome back. Tim, he's been back. How, yes. how you doing? I'm doing great. Nashville, Tennessee, has been w- with us a couple times before. We love his music, and uh, we'll be hearing from him in a minute. And uh, Jerry uh let me just mention this real fast and then we want to have you do uh what we call a commentary jerry does commentary each week and it's we look forward to it it's, it's a take on something that's kind of hot in the news and there are a lot of surprises and we don't talk about these before he does so i don't even know what he's going to talk about nor do you megan right unless you've been talking Correct. to jerry. Unless there's something going on where you guys are like yeah, you know, cutting you know. out the executive producer and having some Yeah,
0: well, we were going to talk about that after the show, Gene. Yeah. That'll
2: be at our corporate meeting. At the, at the corporate meeting. The yeah. retreat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the <laughs> retreat. Yeah. But we've been uh, and Megan who I, I always enjoy listening to the opening of Megan saying and it's pre-recorded, which is why she says in front of a brilliant studio audience, Folk School Coffee Parlor and all that in Ludlow, Kentucky. And because of COVID and Omicron has sort of prolonged it a bit, and we're starting to see the end, we hope and think. But we've been doing this from our homes, and uh, so we're not in at Folk School Coffee Parlor yet. But we've been working on, we get, the longer we go, David Proust, our technical producer, correct, the more correct we want to get the audio. So one by yeah. one, David has been working with us. Uh, you need to do this and do this and do this to get the audio sorted out, make it better. And so finally today, Jerry uh, got a new mic, which we sent him, and he got his computer all updated and got a headset on. Where would you get the headset, Jerry? Um, I uh, Best Buy. Okay. I went Best Buy. A lot of traffic, but I got through. Yeah, good. And (laughs)
3: and, and, and
2: I got it. So we hope it sounds uh, better to the end listener.
1: The biggest Um, news is that we're using our computer. Uh, Mickey's had this computer for years, but honestly, we haven't used it in years. Uh, Because we use our iPhones and we just never use a computer. And so we had some gentleman come over here who knows about all this stuff and he fixed it up for us. So, uh, it's good. This computer, I mean, it's got pictures and everything. No, oh, there you go. And good and job
2: by the way, because and it's in color. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I think it does Jerry. sound uh, better. I hope, I hope the listeners, uh, agree it's, it's that it's upgraded. Uh, These yeah. pictures,
0: oh. they're moving. It's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Hey, Jerry, what caught your interest this week in the news? There's always so much going on. no yeah. does matter who the president is. He's, something's always happening on the river, as they say. What would you spot? Yeah. Uh, well, ever since Liz
1: Cheney became the Democrats' favorite Republican by having the courage and integrity to stand up to Donald Trump and his fellow insurrectionists, Senator Mitch McConnell and his fellow Republicans have been pretty much on the defensive having constantly to explain why they haven't been able to, quote, to put country before party. So it is perhaps not surprising that McConnell is now using those exact same words in praising Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema for sabotaging the Democrats' proposed legislation, uh, protecting voting rights for all Americans, and economic relief for most Americans, particularly those with children, And those of lower income. It's really great to see them putting country before party, McConnell said with a barely concealed smirk. (laughs) Well, Mitch, nice comeback, but you're wrong. Yes, Manchin and cinema did withstand the pressure of their own party, they did um, act out their own, they did cut off their own president at the knees, but they weren't putting country first, certainly not our country not American democracy and certainly not the American people. Oh, maybe their wealthy interests and friends they were putting first, but not the mass of their constituents. I mean, the issue I can't wrap my head around is why did these senators get into politics in the first place? If you ask even high school students, why run for office? They would say something along the lines of, well, I wanna serve the public, help people, and we would all nod our heads, yes. Of course, that's the purpose of pursuing public service. So what happened to the likes of Manchin and Cinema, And in fact, except for a handful of them, what happened to all the Republicans? In fact, all the Republican senators, with no exceptions. Do none of them have a conscience? Do none of them understand what serving the needs of people means? For example, take Biden's child tax credit. Each month since last July, families have received $250 to $300 per month for each child they have 17 or under. Based on income, 35 million families, starting with the very poorest, have received these checks. The money used to buy food, pay rent, pay for education, child care, in the process, raising literally millions and millions of families out of poverty, lowering our poverty rate from sixteen percent of the population to just under twelve percent. And this most humane and decent and effective of programs requires no administrative costs. I ask you, why would anyone whose goal is public service want to be against it and sabotage it, and that's exactly what Manchin and Cinema and all the Senate Republicans are doing. By their position, the monthly payments two weeks ago stopped. Thank you for your service. Why am I making such a big deal about this? Well, this may have been one of the most significant worthwhile domestic programs to deal with the economy and poverty since the New Deal. Poverty? Well, obviously, raising all these families, millions of them, out of this condition of perpetual struggle virtually overnight. But look what it did for the overall economy as well. These monthly cash payments go right back into the marketplace because low-income families are forced to spend every dollar they get their hands on just to survive. As spending goes up, businesses prosper and has hit an all unemployment has hit an all-time low everybody benefits yet mansion and cinema and every republican senator still vote no cutting off the monthly payments cutting off the aid simply to put their own personal interests the interests of their own portfolios and of course their own wealthy friends to put all this before the country I mean, what in God's name are they doing in politics in the first place? And how do they justify this cruelty? Well, they do it by perpetuating the cruelest of myths. Don't help people of lower income because they're all lazy and will simply spend the money given to them on drugs. That is what Manchin actually said. We say that because then we don't have to feel guilty about not helping the poor or lower middle income people. But do we really mean that's our concern, the drugs? If the point Manchin is making, which is what he says, that he doesn't want our tax dollars going to people who spend it on drugs, well then, let's be consistent. Do wealthy people not use drugs? Is there no drug use in the suburbs? How about the billions and billions of dollars in tax breaks we give each year to upper income folks, making the rest of America have to pay more in their taxes to make up the difference? If Manchin and company are sincere, how about every American who takes a deduction or other tax break first has to take and pass a drug test? otherwise? They don't get the tax break. Well, don't hold your breath, waiting for Manchin to introduce that bill. No, he's not worried about the low-income folks using money on drugs. He just doesn't want to have to pay taxes helping them. But helping the wealthy? No problem. Let's put the blame for society's problems on the poor, as if they chose to be poor or to be born into poor environments with inadequate housing, little food, poor schools, and gangs. Manchin feeds this myth so the rest of us don't have to feel guilty when we don't support extending child tax credits, raising millions out of poverty. Look, I don't wish Senator Manchin any ill will. It's not personal. I just don't understand why he entered politics. I know he served his country when he was in the military, but he's certainly not serving it now particularly his own state of West Virginia, which needs these programs more than any other state in the union. We Democrats don't want to attack him because he may then switch to the Republicans. Why are we worried? He already is one.
2: Oh, that's a good one, Jerry. We, We weren't, wasn't I with you in New York city not too long ago when Manchin we ran into yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, in the mansion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Um, yes. In the lobby of uh, well, this will put me in the right category. In the lobby of the Ritz Carlton. I was gonna
0: say, yeah. was it the plaza yeah. or the Ritz, Jerry? Yeah. Which one
1: it, was it there? was the Ritz. The plaza is so yesterday. <laughs> no. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were in, we were in the lobby and we were wait, I don't know, we were just waiting in the lobby, we were going out. And uh, there was Manchin and his wife and they were most gracious and we had a wonderful conversation. But this was before any of this stuff happened. If I would have known it happened, I certainly would have mentioned like, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, But at that time, he was supporting uh, Hillary uh, for president. In fact, he was being mentioned possibly as a vice presidential candidate. As I remember, he was one of the ones under consideration for Hillary. Um, But um, yeah, so we met him then, and again, you know, nice, hell, fellow, well met, you know, just hey, how you all doing? You know, you Mm can see he's one of the guys, kind of, yeah, kind of persona, and uh, you know, football jock, bright guy, served in the military, a great resume, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's in politics, and he forgets all of this.
3: He represents
1: the people who own the coal mines, not the coal miners. Yeah. Right. Because coal miners are not sending their kids back into the coal mines. No grown up anymore says to their kid when he becomes of age, uh, I want you to be a coal miner. You know, it was a it was a horrible job to have to do. You know, they die early. Black lung disease, horrible conditions. God bless these miners for what they've done, but they did it for the profit of the coal miners, of the the people that own the coal mines. Coal miners don't become rich. And then when we want to give them health care. God forbid. These these politicians vote against it.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just unbelievable.
2: Well, he's. He's good on a whole, if you took all the issues that he's voted on in his career in the Senate and his work as Secretary of State, and you line them all up on a whiteboard or blackboard whatever, it's actually been largely pretty good Democrat. But there are some issues, and unfortunately, they are very, very key issues. They are fundamental, so I'm not making excuses for the dude.
3: Yeah, he's he's
2: disappointed a lot of us greatly. And this is an easy one. Yeah, this is an easy one, unless
1: you have a specific tie to a wealthy interest. There's no other logical reason for doing it. It's not like we can have a different view about how to deal with certain elements within the economy or certain industries or whatever. There'll be disagreements. But who can be against this, which obviously helped 35 million
2: American families? Yeah, but equal to it and and to our African-American listeners, they would say surpass it, is the uh, voting rights. Exactly. uh, Yes. That's just that's just and he's blocking and he blocked that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He blocked it. Uh, to, he and in, the in, uh, Arizona senator sent him that. And uh, at any rate, on a uh, yeah. on a happier note, uh, we uh, we, Jerry and Megan, Megan and I live cross the river from Cincinnati. Hey, and Jerry. Jerry was, <coughs> excuse me, the mayor of Cincinnati and lived in Cincinnati for many years. And our Cincinnati Bengals Wee-hoo. after a huh. long drought in playoff 30. NFL playoff history. Yes. Have won now two games. They're headed yeah. off to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. And if they, they win that, they're headed for the Super Bowl. And I I, I don't know. It's just been an amazing experience experience it's, we're having so much fun with this yeah
0: and i went we, i was down this weekend sorry we were down um for my daytime job i was doing bridal rama down in cincinnati on saturday and sunday all right so sunday morning all the vendors there and i have never seen such a group of happy hungover people in my entire yeah, life <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it was oh. just this like it just it was it Cincinnati has that hasn't had that rush in so long and it's it was just a happy stinking day love these boys they've been oh, awesome
1: we yeah and yet uh, two days ago was the 40th anniversary of the bengals last oh, not 40th
0: 30 30th because i was
1: 80 t- oh that's right it was um it was not. I'm thinking 1982 was 40 years ago, yeah. um, and 89 was what 35 years, 33 years, 37. Never yep. mind.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I was. Let's put it in perspective.
0: I was nine and ten years old. Well, Gene and I went. Happened.
1: Yeah, the the Super Bowl in in Michigan, uh, in Pontiac, Michigan, which was yeah. 40 years ago, with the with the first time the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Um, um,
2: I was at were you with us, Jane? I didn't go to that, but but was that I'm trying to with remember more Was smart, the with freezer more freezer bowl part I, of that year, or was the freezer yeah. bowl part of the year that freezer
1: bowl was that year? No, it was too. Was yeah.
2: Was it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but the January. Pontiac Bowl is a domed facility, as I yes, recall.
1: But it was the coldest you can imagine, just walking from your car to yeah. there. it was just total ice. And of course. Yeah two weeks before was when the Bengals beat was the freezer bowl when the uh, Bengals beat San Diego. Yeah. And we were at that game.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, Joe Burrow, uh, who oh. is a kid that came out of uh, Athens, Ohio, because his dad is was a football yeah. coach. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, but he, and he worked for Ohio university as an assistant coach, as I recall, that's his connection to Athens and burrow then got recruited to ohio state went there sat on the bench left and went to lsu and won the heisman trophy Mm
3: -hmm.
2: was uh the number one draft pick and cincinnati was the worst team in the league and that's how you get the number one draft pick yeah you have to suck really bad so when you start we did Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we met that standard. Uh And when you're and when you're when you really pretty much suck, then the fans start hoping that you continue to suck more and more so you can get the number one pick. Because think about the team that comes in second and they don't get any prize. So we came in last. We got Joe Burrow and it doesn't always work this way that the number one pick or a Heisman winner you know, skyrockets instantly. In fact, he's the first one, I think, I read today in history, who in his second year is having this kind of success. But he is so good. You know, you can't tell, is he cocky or is he just confident? It doesn't matter. He just takes care of things. And, uh, oh, it's going to be a great game next week. Now, let's remind our listeners, Cincinnati already beat a few weeks ago, Kansas City, in cincinnati and that to be honest anybody who's been around sports that makes it harder for cincinnati it's hard. Yeah, we're, we're,
1: we're going to be the underdogs but when people yeah. hear this the game this week may already have been played so um i'm i'd like to record two responses <laughs> there you go. Let's okay. <laughs> okay, one. I knew we'd win. No one said we'd beat Kansas City. Oh wow, we nailed them. Right. Okay. That's now, smart. in case we lose, uh, you know what. The, the Bengals still, what a great season they've had. And, and they're going to be back next year. I got to tell you. That's, and in uh, that offseason,
0: man, you know, we got to load up that they, O-line. Who they think would going to
1: beat them Bengals? Nobody next, is. Yeah. Except Kansas. Next, next year. year. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep.
0: load up the O-line okay. in the Drop in the
1: right one, whatever.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and by the way, and maybe this is a perfect segue, Megan, over to Tim Easton, because guess where he's from? Nashville.
1: Nashville L- L- hey, a- let's talk about <laughs> Tennessee,
2: huh? Tennessee
4: <Hold> Titans. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm from Akron, Ohio. So I am a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh. never allowed to support the Cincinnati <clears throat> Bengals. However, during the Cincinnati Tennessee game, I actually was in Memphis with my daughter and I did watch the second half of the game. It was very exciting. Yep. Um uh, was uh you know unfortunate for my hometown of Nashville, but we're not we're not hurt for economy over here in Nashville. We, get still rowdies can be. Now yeah. that there is an Ohio team in the, uh, I don't know anything about football, you guys. I'm just totally. I do remember. I remember Boomer. I do. I went to Ohio State for God's sakes, and I still don't know anything about football. I also right. remember. What was the guy's name? Ken Anderson. Shuffle. The Iggy. The Iggy, Iggy Shuffle. The Iggy Shuffle in yeah.
1: '89. The Iggy Shuffle. Yeah. Iggy
4: I was, was. I was a street musician in London when. Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl last time, but that's all I remember is the icky shuffle. Um, and you know what? Yeah. Let's hope Ohio brings it and, and beats Kansas City down. Now that, you know, now that I've narrowed it down, of yeah. course, I'm going to Oh, So
1: you so you originally were a Cleveland Browns fan? Well, I'm from Akron. I mean, yeah. it's
4: it's really it's hard to jump right up there in public and say I'm yeah. a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> yeah, well, I understand sorry. what you're saying. All my but friends I, in Cleveland like to punch me right now, but I don't care. I mean, I, I yeah. yeah, it's uh, I I stopped giving a shit. Excuse me. Um, somewhere around the seventh or eighth grade, I was like, "What am I? Why do I care so much about this?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know? well,
2: You're right about yeah.
1: it. Well, Cleveland, Cleveland has a good team, but I like professional football. So, uh, oh, <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> like Mister like Springer with the sports. State. Whatever it is, I like to watch really, you know, talented people do their thing. However, yeah. I don't put a bunch of stock in it. You know, I don't get all emotional about it. That's just the way it is for me today.
2: Better way of living. You know, I'm a huge basketball fan of the school that I attended, which is Xavier, and I have to check myself where yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, if they lose and and they're ranked and they've been ranked for a while this year and they're they're very good, but they they still lose games and. And I have to check myself for saying, hey, wait a second, man. Life is life. This you is know. just a game.
0: Yeah. And you're not that even is- playing. Gene and I talk <laughs> about this a lot. Yeah, I'm the same way with
1: the Yankees. And then the yeah. next morning you get up. You know, it's like in, in in the bottom of the ninth inning, I'm making a deal with God. I'm negotiating. <laughs> yeah. I, I promise to do the dishes tomorrow if you just right. let the Yanks win. Please, God please oh my god and, and then the next All morning right. i get up i still I have did that again dishes. yeah
0: <laughs> well as gene said we do have tim easton with us tonight again tim thanks for coming back how are you
4: pretty good thanks for having me back guys
0: yeah sure. absolutely oh, yeah. so down in nashville by way of athens by way of by way of and even london it sounds like
4: <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of traveling i went to ohio state and then i I kind of basically became a street musician, Euro street musician, vagabond for about seven years. Aww, and uh cool. ended up down in Tennessee making records and um I'm a dad now. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Um I I I get I get competitive on sports when I'm playing ping pong. So you come down here to Nashville, we get like <laughs> yeah, ping pong, yeah, and yeah. then it's gonna get <laughs> <then> <laughs> you're gonna see the, yeah. the competition. <laughs> But yeah, it's music <laughs> and art. It's hard to be competitive in that, you know. People, some people are, but it's really frustrating. So it's That's more a good point. Yeah. It's better to mm-hmm. kind of lift up your, your, it's, your. It's much your, more uh, of a
0: community. Uh, yeah. yeah, your
4: coworkers, your your colleagues at work. It's better to like pump them up on social media than what I'm going to do. Trash. I mean, it's in hip hop they trash talk each other writing right. songs, you know. But you don't see folk musicians. <laughs> you don't see, <laughs> you don't see, uh, <laughs> you don't see the folkies just like. Distant on other folkies in the song. Like, Man, you don't know what you, you're not. <laughs> well, that's true.
1: You put down <laughs> that guitar. <laughs> yeah, people and Mary yeah. never trashed the King's Sin Trio. Yes.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It did not work out well. It did not work out well for uh, Ramblin' Jack to be uh, insulting Bob Dylan on stage.
0: No, no. So Tim, this evening we have our first song um, that, that we're going to hear from you uh, is going to be called Peace of Mind. Tell yeah. us a little bit about this song.
4: Well, I wrote this tune um, just kind of looking at the news, you know, and even when, when Jerry was talking earlier, I was like, man, I have gone into a news blackout, you know, over the pandemic. I've just kind of shut it down because I get so frustrated, right? People, politicians getting famous for not for what they don't do, you know, for not right. doing anything or not Good working. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. So I, I, I just was kind of looking out at at the perceived opposition to me and, and wishing them peace of mind, the peace of mind that I want for myself. And this particular recording was made in Alaska. I go to Alaska a lot. Um, I spent 40 days there last summer and a lot of fishing and I do some teaching up there. Um, and, you know, this campfire uh, songwriting workshop I do up there every year and you can find it on easton.com You can find out about the shows I do. I am going to go back to Alaska this year and, and uh, I play this song just about every show and it's on the new album too, by the way, which for all of you out there that are looking, it looks kind of like that. When you go to your, let me see here. Okay. <laughs> there it Yeah. Is. Something like that. Oh, that's that's cool. got a bright light on the front. Anyways, when you go to your, uh, your um, Spotify or however you listen to music, you can get it on there, your pocket Oracle. You can listen to music all day and night. And uh, the album's called, you don't really know me. And uh, this tune is a a live recording I did in Alaska, right in the Kenai Peninsula in the town of Hope um, with the Chugach Mountains in the background. And yeah, this tune's called Peace of Mind.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Peace of Mind by Tim Easton. (laughs)
3: same line except when looking each other in the eye nobody wants to wake up angry nobody wants to go to bed insane nobody really wants you to suffer nobody wants anybody truly want for another. You may have yourself someday. You cross my path, talking vengeance, lies and bad mind. Time will tell on you. Telling the same lies again and again, all time will have its way with all of you. Nobody wants to wake up angry, nobody wants to go to bed insane, nobody really wants you to suffer, nobody wants anybody to be in pain. Truly one for another. You may have yourself someday. Wake up angry. Nobody wants to go to bed insane. Nobody really wants you to suffer. Nobody wants anybody to be in pain. For whatever you truly want for another, you may have yourself someday. have the same peace of mind that I wish for myself I want you to have the same peace of mind that I wish for myself I want you to have the same peace of mind that I wish for myself I want you to have the same peace of mind I want you to have the same peace of mind
0: that I wish for myself All right. Again, that was Tim Easton with peace of mind, Tim. We love having you on and hopefully we'll be able to have you back next week as well. Um, for all of our listeners out there, tell us, I know you mentioned it earlier in the show, but tell us where we can find more of your music. You had mentioned some teaching that you're doing some workshops. Tell us where we can find that. Yeah. I'm
4: pretty easy to get a hold of as it turns out. (laughs) It's like Tim. Yeah. Tim Easton.com is that's my business. And, um, Pretty, you know, you can just hit me on the contact page there if you want to reach out to me directly. Perfect. Um, you know, I've got a, you know, a team I work with that helps me with the radio and stuff. But Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of them, I'm above. on there. It's I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, and um, you'll know it's me because the impersonators of me, which I just had one on, on uh, Twitter this week. Uh, he likes to ask people for money, ah. and I would never. <laughs> <laughs> <Never do> that. <laughs> yeah. I that. Yeah, I'm going to remember that. That's, I'm going to remember That's that. that. I, I only creatively beg. If I'm asking you for money, I, I got a guitar in my hand and I'm on like a live stream. Yeah. going. Yeah. My God, help me, help me! But I, <laughs> no, I'm doing all right, man. I got a Patreon page oh, too. Patreon yeah. is amazing. A fan. Patreon saved my ass during the pandemic. I got to say, a guy like me, like our, my work went away. Right. You know the 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 gigs went away so they're coming back slowly but surely here and there i did go to denmark over the pandemic um that was pretty interesting um but Pen um uh, patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n yeah. and you just google patreon tim easton and basically you go on there it's like netflix but it's like only it's like two bucks so you if you pay two bucks a month which is 24 bucks a year i give you a new song and a bunch of you know gifts and that no one else gets. It's like exclusive stuff. Yep. Today I put today I put a cover song up there and you can download it and all. I'm giving all the demos I write ra- as I write songs here and uh, keep working. I kind of upload it to Patreon and and everybody on there can check that it out. Excellent. Great idea. Good for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: Patreon's really cool. I, I have a couple other podcasts that I listen to that I subscribe to through Patreon. They're great. They have great stuff on there.
4: Lifesaver. Yeah. For me personally, as an artist, you know, that's that's how folkies like myself existed all the way back to, you know, online
0: busking. Mozart time.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that busking and then just basically patrons of the arts, people that want you to to have, you know, not to worry about your mortgage. But I, I I you know, I bought a house at the beginning of the pandemic, like the very first month it started two years ago. And I fortunately have been able to survive and and pay my mortgage and uh, awesome. and just kind of keep my head above water nice. thanks to Patreon. So well, while you yeah, are checking, checking out. out
0: Tim Easton at tim Easton.com, make sure that you are swinging by our pages as well on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of the above. Jerry Springer podcast. Jerry Springer podcast. Give us a like. Give us feedback. If Gene feels um, very generous one day, he may read comments or questions out on the air for uh, Jerry to respond to. Um, And uh, this evening, we're going to have, we actually have Tim and Jerry taking us out today on Down by the Riverside.
2: If he does a good job, I'm going to give him the key to Cincinnati. He's going to sing the second verse. That will cause a revolution. There it is, Jerry. Yeah, oh. That's just waiting for you. This you one's for this that. This, yeah. Eye this on one's for the key. the prize.
0: And I apologize <laughs> for the
2: size of it, but we're just Cincinnati. We're we don't not, have to
0: worry about the size, we're of David. <laughs> we're <Norwood.
2: laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We go, Down by the Riverside, Tim Easton, Jerry Springer. I'm going to lay down my
3: heavy load Down by the Riverside Down by the Riverside down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down
0: my heavy load Down by the riverside You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Follery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com I stop